On the Crosstalk on WIZM, I'm Mike Hayes. Voting laws. And a question that was brought up by a listener uh, on Friday that I thought bore an additional conversation are the voting laws, the tighter voting laws, and we were speaking specifically of Florida in this case, are those laws being enacted to restrict voting or restrict cheating at voting, potential or otherwise? You don't have to look at, hey, there wasn't very much cheating, so why are they? Because. Uh, you know, there isn't speeding on this road. There's still a speed limit. So, you know, Dr. Anthony Chergosky is our guest to uh, discuss voting laws. Anthony, good morning, and thanks for talking with us. Hope your Mother's Day weekend was a good one. It was, my cup. It was for you, too. Absolutely. I got to think about my mom all day long, planting flowers. All right, so let's talk about these laws. Do they restrict voting, or do they restrict cheating? Well, Mike, I think the good news is that based on the research into voter turnout, these laws really have a modest effect on voter turnout, which is why I was a little dismayed by all of the talk about, for example, the Georgia law. You can argue the merits of the Georgia law, and I think there are good points to be made on both sides of that argument. But the research would suggest that things like the Georgia law or the Florida law would actually have a relatively modest effect on voter turnout. People are going to people are going to vote if they want to vote and they won't vote if they don't want to vote. But, (laughs) you know, I do do think that, you know, there 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 are lots of conspiracy theories about the 2020 election that are spreading online. And that does raise concern for me. Right. Like, I, I think you know, you want these laws to be based on things that happened in reality, as opposed to things that we saw on Facebook. Uh, and so I don't think that the laws are going to have a major effect on voter turnout. I think there's a case to be made either way for these laws. Sure. Um, and, and I guess my my caution would be that we should make laws based on what actually happened as opposed to sort of wild theories about the election. Right. Well, and how about those states that have governors or legislatures who believe that some of that may have happened? You can't just, uh, you know, the Supreme Court said we're not even going to talk about it. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. It means they're not, you didn't bring me enough evidence to uh, open this case for us to look into it. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Uh, If there is the idea, I but I'll grant you that a lot of it is uh, hearsay and, and a conversation. But I don't recall in my lifetime uh, having a, an election, a presidential election, be so controversial with so much hearsay, so much whatever doctored video or uh, uh, conversations with people. The truck driver who went from New Jersey to Pennsylvania with a truckload of ballots and, you know, all the rest of that has never happened ever in my recollection, does that mean it's all lies and this past election was totally legit? Stop your baloney? Well, Mike, I think that there are there is space to make new laws that will promote voter confidence in the system. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, voter confidence in the system is really core to a functioning democracy. I think, you know, if we get too far down the social media conspiracy theory rabbit hole, then, you know, all of a sudden we're sort of fixing problems that don't really exist. But certainly voter confidence is important to promote. And look, you know, this was an election unlike any other, given the amount of mail-in voting and given the pandemic. So certainly there would be ways to improve the system moving forward. Of course, we don't know how voter tastes are going to change in terms of, you know, if this is going to be a long-term trend toward 
preference for mail-in balloting or if this is just kind of like a one-off thing. To me, this is really, it's really hard to determine if the 2020 election is really a harbinger of things to come or if this is just one weird election that is never really going to be replicated. Right. Well, but you can't just as a, uh, as a governor, as a legislator, you can't just say, hey, you 70 plus million people, you're all nuts. You are all crazy. All you all, all you uh, uh, conservatives, all you Trump supporters, you're all crazy. You're all believing in this blah, blah from Facebook. You're all crazy. We're going to stick with the uh, liberal belief, which is the, that the election was totally legit. You guys over there, you're all crazy. Sit down, be quiet, we're done. That's not going to bring anybody confidence in the election. No, it won't. And I think the problem is that we're not living in a world of shared facts, right? Because yeah. people yeah. get sort of the facts they, they get their own facts about the election from facebook and all of a sudden we're not living in sort of a shared reality and a shared understanding of what happened in the 2020 election and that leads to all kinds of odd things when you debate changes to Absolutely. voting laws based on completely different understandings of what actually happened right and i don't disagree with that at all in the meantime don't mail out ballots to every single name on the list because some of them have moved some of them are dead and you just don't want it. Maybe it's a conspiracy that involves the post office. They need all this extra <laughs> money. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anthony Chergosky, thanks. We will absolutely do it again.